Today on the newscast, Afghanistan's small Christian minority has been marked for death by the Taliban. How are these followers of Jesus persevering against all odds? We've got a breaking update next. Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. A full week has now passed since the U.S. completed its withdrawal from Afghanistan, and we continue to hear disturbing reports about the fate of American citizens who were left behind, not to mention many Afghans who worked with the U.S. Not only does the Taliban now control most of the country, but ISIS and Al-Qaeda are roaming the streets as well and would like nothing better than to get their hands on members of Afghanistan's small Christian minority. Now, some Afghan Christians were evacuated in recent weeks, but others remain. What comes next for these brave followers of Jesus who are literally in the crosshairs of some of the world's most vicious Islamic terror groups? We spoke to Todd Nettleton of the great organization, The Voice of the Martyrs, to get the inside story of Afghan Christians and how they are persevering for the gospel against all odds. Take a look. Todd, thanks so much for joining us. As always, the U.S. troop withdrawal from Afghanistan is complete. We know up to 200 U.S. citizens were left behind. But what about the Afghan Christians in that country right now? What is the situation there for them? You know, many Christians in Afghanistan have made the decision we're going to stay. And it's interesting. I had the chance to talk to John Weaver over the weekend on our Voice of the Martyrs radio podcast. John is somebody who lived in Afghanistan. He's somebody who talks every day to people who are still there. And one of the interesting things he talked about is what what he called first-generation Afghan Christians, maybe somebody who worked with a Western aid organization, somebody who was known to have contact with Westerners, was maybe known to have been become a Christian. Many of those first-generation Afghan Christians have left because of the danger, because they know the Taliban knows who they are. But he said what he called the, the second and third and fourth generations, the, the people, the Afghan people that were led to Christ by a fellow Afghan, Many of them are not as known, and so they have made that incredibly brave decision to say, yes, we know the Taliban is coming. Yes, we know it's going to be dangerous, but this is where God has placed us, and we're going to stay here. We're going to continue to serve him, and so we certainly honor their willingness to do that, and absolutely, we want to encourage people to be in prayer for them because we know they could be facing literally putting their lives on the line for the sake of the gospel. Yeah, Todd, I'd, I'd imagine uh, many of these Afghan believers perhaps are new believers. As you said, the newer generations who've stayed, maybe in the last 20 years, missionaries came into the country, obviously, after the Taliban initially fell in 2001. Uh, are many of these Afghans relatively new believers? Many of them are relatively new believers and, and often quite isolated. One of, the, you know, one of the things for people to understand is it didn't just become dangerous to be a Christian in Afghanistan you know, a couple of weeks ago when the Taliban came in. It has always been dangerous over the last 20 years. And usually your persecution, your first line of persecution has not been the government or the Taliban or some sort of national authority. Oftentimes, the first line of persecution is your own family members. It's your dad. It's your big brother who says, wait a minute, we're a Muslim family. You can't be a Christian and be part of our family. And so 
many Afghan Christians are very cautious about who they tell, hey, I'm not a Muslim anymore. I'm following Jesus Christ now, even to the point of maybe not telling their own family members because they know that's where persecution can start. And so, as you say, many of these believers are relatively young in the faith, and many of them are isolated. They don't have, you know, like a church congregation where they go every week to be discipled and to fellowship. Some of them are cut off. Their, their fellowship consists of online meeting. Uh, I've heard of a uh, what what was called to me an Afghan worship service, and it was three men riding around in a car and, and they had some some worship music they had maybe a sermon to listen to and then they talked about it as they were driving around and you know if anybody saw them they said oh hey there's three men driving around in a car they didn't say hey there's a church service going on that's the kind of security measures that's the kind of secrecy that our afghan brothers and sisters have always had to employ and uh, maybe even more so now that the taliban controls the country and amazing, Todd, that their own family members are some of the fiercest persecutors. I think of honor killings, obviously, which are such a huge problem in many parts of the Muslim world. Uh, can you tell us about some of the reprisals that the Taliban may enact against any opponents of their regime, but Christians in particular? We've heard various reports of Christians being hunted door to door, the Taliban searching for Bible apps on people's phone. What is what are some of the ways that the Taliban will look to uh, isolate and persecute this Christian minority? Well, it's important to understand the the Taliban theology, the the radical Islam that they practice. Anyone who was born in a Muslim family and is now a follower of Christ to them is an apostate. And their understanding of Islamic teaching is if you encounter an apostate, you give them one opportunity to return to Islam, and if they refuse that opportunity, they should be executed. Uh, and, and so that's what our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan know. That's what they know is coming. Many of them, even right now, they're, they're laying low, they're staying home, maybe they're staying at a friend's house. They're trying to avoid those encounters with the Taliban where they would say, listen, you're an apostate, return to Islam right now or be killed. Uh, that's what our brothers and sisters are looking at. If the Taliban knows or discovers that, hey, this person who was born in a Muslim family, they're following Jesus Christ, that's what they're looking at. Yeah, Todd, your team at Voice of the Martyrs does such an incredible job. Uh, what are you doing right now to, to help these, these Afghan believers. And tell us a little bit more broadly about what you're doing around the world uh, to help the persecuted church in hotspots globally. Well, Voice of the Martyrs, as you say, we do stand with persecuted Christians in more than 70 countries where Christians are persecuted. Afghanistan uh, is just one of those. Obviously, Right now, the situation in Afghanistan is so fluid, it is hard to know, you know, even what, what the situation is going to be tomorrow. So as I talked with John Weaver on our podcast over the weekend, the first prayer request he mentioned was one that I wouldn't have thought of in a million years. He said, pray that the banks will reopen inside the country. Uh, and I thought, you know, <laughs> that's not something I would have thought to pray for, but for groups like Voice of the Martyrs, for others who are trying to get aid into the country, and for Afghans, including our brothers and sisters, to be able to access their own funds, their own savings accounts, they need the banks to be open. And so that was his first prayer request. I actually texted with John just yesterday. He said, yesterday, some banks 
sort of partially reopened. They didn't sort of throw open the doors. They would only let you withdraw a certain amount of money, not, not anywhere near what somebody might need. Um, so that prayer request is starting to be answered. But, you know, as we think about Afghanistan, and, and I think that helps us to pray just for some form of normalcy to return, for, for the banks to be open, for the electricity to be back on, uh, for the transportation system to be back up and running. And so that makes it easier for everybody, but especially our Christian brothers and sisters who may be trying to move around. There are still some trying to get out of the country. All of those things are dependent on sort of some form of normalcy returning. And so that is one of the things that, that we're praying for, Voice of the Martyrs is evaluating literally every day. What, what is the situation on the ground? How can we help? Are there ways to get in? Are there ways to get people out? What are the things that we can do to support the church in Afghanistan? Right now, a lot of that is, is simply fellowship. It, it is simply being in communication with Christian leaders in the country, praying with them, encouraging them, and letting them know, hey, you're not forgotten the body of Christ around the world is remembering you, is praying for you. We're standing with you, even though we're not physically present, we are spiritually with you in this time. That's a big part of, of what the church needs is just that sense of encouragement. Todd, you answered my last question. I wanted to ask you, does the church in Afghanistan know that we are with them, we're praying for them, and that is encouraging that they do know. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for all the great work you were doing at Voice of the Martyrs to help the persecuted church, not only in Afghanistan, but around the world. God bless you, Todd. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much. It's been good to be with you. You too. You see the information there on your screen. Be sure to check out the Voice of the Martyrs. They are truly doing God's work and lifting up the persecuted church around the world. You can also lift up Christians in Afghanistan and other forbidden places with steady prayer. It really works, and that is the number one thing that persecuted believers ask for, prayer. Thanks for joining us today here on the Watchman Newscast. Until next time, God bless you, and remember, never hold your peace.